And I'd like to uh, bring in our next guest, Jason Ray, founder of Zenith Wealth Advisors, is with us to take a look at this. I mean, when we've been talking about this market, we have now taken a leg to the downside. And the question, as I said, is it contagion or is it contained? And that's the concern. I think it's hard to tell, Nicole, and thanks for having me. Um, you know, we're seeing banks really seem to have mismanaged interest rate rises in their bank and uh, credit exposure. and. You know, this could be the start of a lot more trouble that comes down the road. Well, that's the issue here, because while the FDIC will insure up to 250000 um, on Monday they'll be paying that back to those um, who have that insured, those depositors. But the truth of the matter is SVB is the kind of bank that people, venture capitalists, will help to start up these companies. They invest millions, Absolutely. not 250000 And so, um, you know, and the second point that I wanted to make is that this is the second largest bank failure after Washington Mutual, which was over $300 billion. Um, I don't want to spend our whole time together talking about this, but I think it's an important thing. And, and really, uh, any final thoughts on these regional banks, the VIX jumping to 28 now, um, and this big picture, because this is our lead story today and will be um, into the night, I'm sure. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about it, you know, and I think as we look at the small cap index, as we look at the regional bank index, this is worrisome, you know, and I think as we see a hawkish Fed because the jobs market and labor market is strong. It seems yeah. like we need an accommodative monetary policy stance, but that's not what we're getting. So we could see more strain on the road and the VIX hopefully shooting up maybe some more. Well, what's interesting here is that, as you mentioned, the Fed, there was a lot of betting going on, whether or not it was 25 basis points or 50 basis points. And after Powell spoke, and the Fed funds futures jumped to over 70 percent from 20 yeah. something percent. Um, and since then had dropped down to about 50 percent. And now uh, I'm sure it's, it's becoming much and much more. Uh, less likely that we will see 50 basis points. I mean, I think today's action really solidifies that 25 basis points rather than 50 basis points. I don't know. You know, we saw a strong jobs report this morning. And mm -hmm. I think as, you know, the Fed weighs its dual mandate of inflation and employment, um, yeah. you know, the employment market is still strong and tight. Unemployment only ticked up to 3.6%. Yeah. The economy added 311 jobs. You know, I think it's, it's tough for them. They're in a tough spot. Yeah, without a doubt. So more jobs created than what was, you know, estimated. And what we saw for January, the revision for January, still left us at plus 500,000 jobs. Yes. So while it came down off the 517, um, still left us with, with an enormous, very tight labor market. Um, in the meantime, with inflation being so hot, next week we'll have CPI and PPI. You'll be it's watching exciting. for that, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think we're going to see a surprise again. I think investors are very um, excited about potentially the Fed becoming more accommodative, but every signal they've given us has been, you know, that they're going to be more hawkish. And I think um, as we see inflation come out, I think we'll see a continuation of the same from the Fed. When you say the Fed will become more accommodative, people are hoping for that kind of pivot. When are you talking about? You know, I think people are really hoping that the Fed will slow interest rate policy and rate hikes, uh, potentially lower rates, you know, later this year. Um, Jay Powell has come out and said that that's probably not in the cards. Um, right. As they look at their dual mandate, that doesn't seem like an action that they want to take. Um, and people continue to be disappointed. And I think it, it's brought some strain on the market and hurt liquidity. Mm -hmm. And as you can see in scenarios like this, where you know small cap index down, regional bank index down, a lack of liquidity in the market, I think that that is all coming from you know the Fed policy and yeah. the stance that Powell has taken. Yeah. Um, I know that you're also here to talk about um, teams, diversity. Um, equality, what makes a great team. 
And as I think about the folks that work at SF uh, Silicon Valley Bank, they've been told now, stay home, and actually there's concern about the payroll at this point. Um, you know, at this point, these kinds of companies, everybody's trying to work and have diverse workplaces. Why does that work and why is that a good thing? Yeah, I mean, we have both primary and secondary evidence that diverse management teams are going to outperform the broader market. You look at books like the XX Edge talking about gender diversity, you just allocate to gender diverse teams. You know, you outperform the market by 46 basis points, looking in history. Um, so that's a focus in our investment process, and I think it's one that, as alpha continues to move around in the market, gets more difficult as volatility increases, right. that's a way to try to generate alpha for your portfolios uh, and investments today. Right. Tell me about environmental sustainability. Why is that important? Uh, you know, well, we like right now the utility sector, right, and thinking about um, like Duke Energy is a holding that we like, right, they have a diverse management team, gender diverse right. team, great foundation that supports like their local environments, but also are powering renewable energy and integrating sustainability into their business model, which we think not only the diverse management team matters, but also that integration of equitable business practices will help Duke Energy outperform over the long term. Mm -hmm. um, as we talk about um, investing in bonds, I mean, we've certainly seen the yield curve, the inversion of the yield curve, in fact, over 100 basis points. Um, yields are coming down now with what's happening in the banking index. What are your thoughts um, for investors who still can get some very nice payouts for short-term bonds, for example, fixed income? <coughs> yeah, it's hard to take duration, I think, in this market, right? You're getting paid to be short. Yeah. Um, I think investors continue to be short and at least publicly traded fixed income. but. Trying to be opportunistic in private credit. You know, private credit yields are upwards 10, 12, 14 percent. You can limit volatility as the, the assets aren't marked quite as much, and I think it allows right. a great risk adjusted return that limits volatility that we're seeing, like the VIX today action, um, to really smooth out investor portfolios over the short and long term. You mentioned utilities, um, another sector that you think might be undervalued, consumer staples, which actually, when I checked earlier, was a, it was a, I'm sorry, it was consumer discretionary that was leading, but I mean, Staples is usually a nice defensive play. Absolutely, you know, Staples we think is a great a great place to look, along with industrials. You know, I think industrials um, have started to break out against S&P 500. Um, yeah. You know, we're seeing them up year to date still and holding in there. Uh, we have a couple of companies that we like. Visa is actually the largest holding in the industrial ZTF, the iShares ZTF, um, along with Northrop Grumman is up there. Both of those are companies that we feel have great you know, tailwinds behind them, are integrating sustainability into their business models, and have diverse leadership teams that we can really align our capital behind and, and hope for a good outcome. There's been a lot of concern about real estate, particularly commercial real estate. We talk a lot about REITs. We're going to be talking about it more throughout this hour, but thoughts there on that group. Difficult. You know, financing costs are, um, are, are up for real estate investors. Yeah. Um, you know, I think real estate prices haven't seemed to reflect the rise in, in borrowing costs. Um, so I think from a price standpoint, it could be a challenged asset class moving forward. But as you think about inflation and uncertainty around inflation and the way that assets are moving, real estate can be a great inflation hedge. So I think it's tough to make a decision and uh, an allocation on real estate. I think it's important to have real estate in a diversified portfolio. But, right. um, you know, it could be challenged, but it could be a tailwind at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the final thought here when it comes to Silicon Valley Bank and one of the reasons why venture capitalists work with companies so closely and they put their money to work. Um, it's hard to bring a company public. It is hard to borrow money. Um, you know, you have a raid environment now that is on the rise. So a company would face higher costs if they were borrowing money. Um, final thoughts here on what's happening with Silicon Valley Bank 
how this could, you know, potentially, this is the, the largest fallout since the financial crisis. Um, I was standing here in 2008 and 2009, and I can tell you, I'm very uncomfortable today. I wish this day would be going differently. I love that we have jobs. I know the Fed's doing their job. But the truth of the matter is, when you see stocks selling off like this, it's, it's uncomfortable. It absolutely is. And, you know, it's not great to see a run on bank deposits, right? We saw that in depression. Yeah. We saw that in 2008, 2009. And we're seeing that today. So yeah. there's a lot of parallels. I think there's a lot of reason for concern. And we'll be interested to see how, how this plays out over the next yeah. couple of days. Jason Ray, I'm so happy you were able to be here on such an important day to have your insight on, on this topic now that I'm sure we'll be talking about going sure forward. Thank you very Thank you, much. Nicole. Nice to have you on the show. Jason Ray, founder, Zenith Wealth Advisors.